0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather. Predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's you-know-what. So much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil, and Campus Oil are now certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home now and into the
1: future. For home heating you can depend on, see Peter Scully has won the title of World's Worst Pedophile. Not that any of them are good, but Peter is definitely the most depraved. After fleeing Australia from fraud charges, he began creating and selling videos of children being raped and tortured by himself and two accomplices. This is Monsters. When reports of a video on the internet surfaced of a man and two women raping and torturing multiple children, including one infant, it was originally assumed to be an urban legend. The description of the video was so disgusting that it was literally unbelievable. When it was confirmed to be true, authorities all over the world knew that the man responsible for these crimes had to be stopped. Peter didn't start his criminal career in the child sex trafficking business. Like many people who build horrendous criminal businesses, he started off small and worked his way up to being called the world's worst pedophile. Peter Scully was born on January 13, 1963, in Melbourne, Australia. He lived a seemingly normal life when he was younger. He got married and had two children. Not much is known about his early life, but he eventually left his wife in Narra Warren, a suburb of Melbourne. Peter found himself a teenage girlfriend named Ling who he moved to Australia from Malaysia. He operated an unlicensed escort service and was using Ling as a sex worker. He would also sell her services to participate in sex parties. Peter also started making money with a property scam. This cost 20 investors over $2.68 million. The Australian Securities and Investment Commission reported that Scully had been involved in 117 fraud and deception offenses related to real estate scams. The ASIC had opened an investigation to him in 2009. By 2011, Peter fled Australia before authorities were able to arrest him. They finally got an arrest warrant in 2012, but he had already left, so the airports were flagged to arrest him if he ever flew back into the country something he would never do. One of Peter's associates lost $200,000 in the real estate scam and became determined to track him down. He was able to trace him to the Philippines, but he disappeared into the underworld of sex trafficking. The International Center for Missing and Exploited Children reported that a study of 184 Interpol member countries showed that 95 have no laws addressing child pornography. In 138 countries, possession of child pornography is not a crime. In 122 countries, there are no laws that address the distribution of child pornography. The International Justice Mission has been fighting sex trafficking in the Philippines for over 20 years. They switched their focus to online sexual exploitation of children in 2016 and have since found the Philippines to be one of the biggest producers of online child pornography. The study found that 41% of the traffickers were a biological parent of the child and another 42% were relatives. The average age of the victims was 11 years old at the time of rescue and 9% of the victims were 3 years old or younger. Peter found two new girlfriends and accomplices, 17-year-old Carme Alvarez and 19-year-old Liza Margallo. The two girls moved to Mindanao on a southern island in the Philippines. They began offering to help struggling parents by feeding their children and sending them to school. Impoverished families would think that they were helping their children by sending them with Peter Scully. The group used these children to produce rape and torture porn. He built a lucrative pay-per-view business on the dark web called No Limits Fun, where he would take requests from his sick clients, who would send him instructions and pay him to act them out. His girlfriends, usually Carme, would convince other children to come back to their house with her. They were more inclined to trust a woman. She would offer them food, and the children, usually poor and hungry, would go with her back to one of the 15 different houses that Peter operated his business out of. They moved often in order to not get caught by the police. The women would participate in the sexual assaults just as much as Peter. Peter would blur his face in the videos to hide his own identity. They would also help restrain the victims and would hold pillows over their faces to quiet their screams. Carme picked up cousins, 12-year-old Rosie, and 9-year-old Queenie. After she brought them back to their house, she gave them a bath while Peter recorded it on video. He gave them alcohol and forced them to perform sex acts on each other. When the girls tried to leave, Peter forced the girls into the basement and told them to start digging. He told them that they were digging their own graves, and he would kill them and bury them there. The girls were held captive for five days, locked up with dog collars, before Carme started feeling bad for them and released them. When a video called Daisy's Destruction surfaced and was confirmed to be real, authorities all over the world noticed. Peter and his accomplices had managed to get 12-year-old Liza, 11-year-old Cindy, and 18-month-old Daisy to their house. It was there that they filmed the torture and rape of all three children. The main focus of the video is the youngest girl, Daisy. Peter's girlfriend, Lizel, is masked and naked in a video where the child is seen hanging upside down by her feet, whipped, beaten, and assaulted with sex toys. The three deviants used hot wax, barbed wire, lighters, and waterboarding during the video. The beginning of the video invites the viewer to witness Daisy's mental ruin. Peter would sell copies of the video for as much as $10,000 to buyers through his own site as well as other purveyors of child pornography on the dark web. One of those sites was run by an Australian person named Matthew Graham. Matthew was a typical teenager living in a Melbourne suburb. He spent his free time playing video games and hanging out online. One of the places online that he liked to frequent was a site called 4chan. It's, well, it's basically the internet for idiots. It was there that he was introduced to the dark web and the application Tor, which is used to navigate it. Eventually, Matthew graduated high school and began attending university, studying nanotechnology. At the same time, from his bedroom at his parents' house, he started building one of the largest collections of child pornography in the world. At one point, his websites were getting 400,000 hits per day. Authorities all over the world were looking for him, but all they knew was that the sites were run by someone named Lux. He started out hosting his pornography, which was referred to as HurtCore, from some popular servers on the dark web before the FBI shut down the host. He then began hosting his site from his own servers right there at his parents' house. When he was finally caught in 2014 and when police tried to look at his hard drive, he wouldn't unlock his computer. He did, however, let them look at his phone because he didn't realize there were three incriminating photos on it, two of deceased children and a third of someone standing on a baby. He was arrested and his hard drives were sent to multiple investigative agencies who were all unsuccessful at unlocking the contents of the drives. Eventually, authorities gave him the choice between being sent to the US and being charged with everything they could think of, or to just confess right there in Australia. He finally confessed and handed over the 64-character password for his computer, which he typed out from memory. It was reported to use letters, numbers, and symbols. Maybe it's my old age, but there's no way I'd remember that. Some of the crimes he admitted to were advising a Russian man how to abduct, rape, and kill a five-year-old girl and encouraging a British man to rape a disabled girl in his care. His reason was so he could host the resulting videos on his website. For this, he was sentenced to 15 years in prison, not nearly long enough in my eyes. The Dutch National Child Exploitation Team was the first to start tracking the source of Daisy's destruction because they believed someone said a few words in Dutch in the video. They were able to pinpoint the origins of the video to the Philippines. Australian Federal Police Officer Paul Hopkins had been embedded with the Filipino police who were already hunting for Peter Scully. Even though he would blur his face in the videos, Officer Hopkins noticed his Australian accent and began connecting the dots between Peter and the pedophile ring. By the time they realized that Peter wasn't speaking any Dutch, the Dutch police had gathered so much evidence that they remained on the case. His location was narrowed to Malay City on the same island as Mindanao. From there, the Filipino authorities just started going from house to house, knocking on doors and trying to match the interior to scenes from the videos. They used screenshots of the interior of the house and the views from the window to guide their search and were lucky when they found the house. They began talking to neighbors and eventually found where Peter was living. On February 20th, 2015, police located Peter's house and arrested him. They had six warrants for his arrest that day, but they eventually searched a previous house that he had lived in and uncovered the remains of an 11-year-old girl. She was identified as Cindy, one of the girls who had appeared in Daisy's destruction. The rest of the known victims of Peter Scully were located and placed in protective custody. Even 18-month-old Daisy was found alive, though it's reported that the violence against her has left her unable to have children. Cindy was the only known victim to be killed. A witness said that she started telling neighbors what was going on in the house, so Peter strangled her and buried her under the floor. Peter Scully was tried for six charges, including human trafficking and rape. He tried to claim that he was only a passive participant in the crimes and that Carme was the primary participant. He pleaded not guilty and offered to turn state witness against her. Oh, so you mean you'd be willing to take a lighter sentence in exchange for testifying that it was all Carme's fault? Oh, how brave of you. No, we know it was the man who had a record of fraud and had an illegal escort business in Australia, not the teenager that had been groomed by you, Peter. Carme Alvarez was also arrested and charged with the same crimes. They were both sentenced to life in prison. The government of the Philippines had considered reinstating the death penalty, which was outlawed in 2006. For now, though, he will spend the rest of his life in jail in the Philippines. He has made some crazy demands while there, such as to have a cell phone and to have fresh meat every day, but the jail has denied his requests. They said he seemed to think originally that he would walk free and that he should be treated differently, but that clearly isn't what happened his sister has also complained about the conditions of the jail, which was built to accommodate 350 prisoners, but now has over 1,800. Oh, I'm sorry, are the conditions of the jail not adequate for your brother who raped and tortured children, including an infant? Yeah, let's make sure he's comfortable. He should have been sentenced to have a red-hot poker stuck up his ass every day for the rest of his life. Lysel Margallo evaded police for a couple of years. She lived a life of luxury under the assumed name Shannon Carpio, who she claimed was the wife of a French software millionaire. She was using the profits of Peter's pedophile ring to live in a fancy condo in an affluent part of the Philippines. She had pictures on social media showing her relaxing on the beach and on large boats. When she was arrested in 2017, she told authorities that she had been in regular contact with Peter and continued to operate their business with his instructions from jail. She was ultimately also sentenced to life in prison. All three of them will never be released. If you're the victim of domestic abuse, please reach out to someone for help please talk to your local battered women's shelter or call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Or you can go to thehotline.org to chat with someone online. The great thing about this website is that, at any time, hitting the escape key twice will take you to a Google search page. That way, if your abuser is nearby, you won't get caught looking for help. If you're having feelings of harm in yourself or someone else, or even just need someone to talk to, please contact your local mental health facility, call 911, or call Mental Health America, who operate the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and we'll talk to you about any mental health issue you might be facing. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can subscribe or follow the show to ensure you don't miss an episode, and you can leave us a rating on whatever podcast app you use. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that by checking out our merchandise at Teespring. You can also discuss the channel and the episodes on our subreddit, r forward slash thisismonsters. You can find more ways to support our show and how to find us on social media by visiting thisismonsters.com. Thanks again, and be safe.
0: Life's full of things we can't depend on. Like the Irish weather, predictably unpredictable. When you're cutting it fine, but the tractor in front is out for the day. No winner of this week's You Know What. So much for Lucky 7. But some things you can depend on. Like in home heating. Emo, Jones Oil and Campus Oil are now Certa, Delivering the same warmth to your home, now and into the future. For home heating you can depend on. See www.sertaireland.ie